Welcome to You Learn Something New Every Day. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are here each Sunday at 6.30 a.m. on 99.1 FM KGX and 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM KWXY. We also invite you to download and subscribe to our podcast. It is really easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes, look for You Learn Something New, press subscribe, and you will get a new show each week. This show is produced by my dynamic duo of student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns are actually already off to college, but they have been so spectacular that they produce shows for us to carry us through the beginning of the school year before they left. So Jasmine Rivera and Myra Canseco, thank you again for all of the work you've done over the past year, more than that, since last July. And I'm sorry we didn't get to meet in person, but hopefully when you come for a break, we can do that. And today I'm very pleased to be our Assistant Superintendent of Human Resources, Dr. Tony Signore. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me, John. Absolutely. And um, for those who are not familiar with you, though, I don't know how there could be anyone because uh, you're you're one of a handful of people around here who have been here longer than I have. But how long have you been with Palm Springs Unified and in what capacities? Pretty much uh, probably around uh, close to 30 years uh, with, with Palm Springs Unified, uh, off and on a couple of times, uh, you know, for other uh, career opportunities, but always uh, coming back home. Uh, but I've I've served in uh, multiple capacities for for Palm Springs, from uh, being a, a teacher to uh, what used to be called a site coordinator, assistant principal, uh, principal, uh, both at elementary and, and middle school levels, uh, and then uh, director of uh, human resources and now uh, assistant superintendent. Yeah, if you go over to Cathedral City Elementary, which was one of the places, he's already laughing because he knows yeah. what I'm going to say. Um, one of the places that uh, Dr. Signore was a principal, um, you will find the Wall of Fame, which he started when he was a principal there. And somehow I think he got on that Wall of Fame, which... <laughs> See, I knew you were going there, John. I knew you were going to go there. I don't know how you wrangled that, but you did. And um, so among the the stars that are on the Wall of Fame over at Cathedral City Elementary, you will see Dr. Signore is one of them. So um, interesting. The other thing that stands out in my mind about your time over at CCE was um, being up in the I get it. What's it called? It's not a bell tower because I don't think there's a bell. Yeah, there was a uh, an electronic bell, um, and so it, there there was a you know the sound uh, you know and the sound the bells for for classes uh, was uh, one of them was up there. But yeah, we did refer to it as a bell tower, and I frequently would hang up there to motivate our kids to to do well on on uh, state testing. And uh, yeah, fond memories of those days. And going back to the sign, sign John, it was it, it wasn't shameless self promotion. I know that I've been teased uh, many times about that, but uh, 
it, it wasn't because um, if it had been that way, I would have gotten a much bigger plaque. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's true. And fun, uh, a lot of fun memories when you were at CCE, the Cinco de Mayo festivals, and um, just just the, a lot of spirit when you were the principal over there. And that, that continues with uh, Jessica Whiteman, who's been there for quite a while now. So anyway, one of the many legacies that I'm sure you will leave with us when you do retire one of these years, and hopefully that won't be for some time. But um, give us an overview of your current position. You've been the Assistant Superintendent of Human Resources for how long? Uh, for with Palm Springs Unified since November of 2017. Wow, and, uh, I, yeah. it's crazy. It's been that long already. Uh, it seems like it, but you know, I mean, one of the things that struck me is um, when you you came, like you said, you came back home um, after uh, serving in this position over at our neighboring district in Desert Sands. You had you were probably the only person in the district's history who had literally no honeymoon period because you were, you were the director of certificated uh, personnel, human resources before you left. So when you came back, there really wasn't much of a learning curve because you, you almost did that job already. And then you actually did that job over at Desert Sands. So you came in, hit the ground running, and haven't missed the beat since. So, and I hate saying nice things about you, Tony. Because, <laughs> uh, people who don't. I'll yeah, use them people, against you, Joan. You know that. What What did you say? I said, I'll use those uh, nice things that you said about me against you. You know that. I, I know that. That's the problem. <laughs> and, you know, people uh, who don't know either of us don't know our history, but it's a, it's a, I was going to say a love-hate relationship. There's actually no hate there. It's just a lot of razzing and it's a lot of fun. So sure. anyway, um, we could, we could talk like this for the whole time and we won't get to the, to the crux of the reason that I asked you to be here. So uh, in human resources, how many people in your department? We have 23 if we include uh, our risk management team. Yeah, it's a big team. And um, I, one thing that you can say about the human resources department is uh, talk about being efficient, fun, and effective. Um, your team certainly is. And in testament to the fact that they enjoy their jobs, most of them have been there for many years and there's hardly any turnover in your department. So I guess you're a decent boss. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Well, one of the things I think is so important when we when we look at hiring, even for our department, is that we ha we understand that um, we all deal with people. Uh, I mean, again, you know, we are human resources, and we understand that our number one resource in Palm Springs Unified are quality people. Uh, but to have quality people, we need to have quality people to help recruit and bring them in. And so they have to be people that are um, have great personalities, have uh, uh, you know the ability uh, to be affable and um, and be able to connect with with uh, others, uh, complete strangers, and provide quality customer service. You know, consequently, uh, you know they know how to get get along with each other, and um, and and we also have a very uh, strong commitment to providing 
excellent customer service and uh, not just having satisfactory performance, but we really we really shoot for um, exceeding that constantly. And so it's it's been a, a culture that has uh, been in this department uh, for many, many years, even prior to my leadership here. Absolutely. And so we, we launched the new school year just a couple of days ago. And despite the pandemic where much of the school year last year and the prior year happened in distance learning, we still hired quite a few new staff members, right? So uh, about how many new staff members do we have for this school year and in what areas? It, it was it was probably around 40 to 45 um, and in, in across the board, um, we did have to hire um, special ed uh, teachers uh, were a significant number uh, of that 45. And uh, some of what we refer to as our single subject, in other words, the, the teachers at the uh, secondary level. Um, did have a few elementary hires, but probably not as much as in previous years. Uh, but most of ours were, again, at the secondary and special ed levels. So we, um, for the past, I don't know how many years it's been, three, four, five, we had a, um, a district job fair, which we didn't always do that. We uh, recruited at the, like, the county job fairs and, of course, went uh, across the country to recruit, but we started our own job there a couple of years ago. And this past year, we had to do it a little differently because of COVID. We couldn't have an in-person job there. So we had a virtual job there. And so tell us about that. How did it go? It, it went, uh, again, uh, surpassed all expectations. One of the things that when we started brainstorming a, a virtual job fair is that in our initial stages of, of brainstorming what that would look like, it kept on replicating what would be uh, just like our electronic uh, application process where uh, applicants would submit um, a resume and application online and we would screen it. And then if we liked it, we, you know, we may uh, then interview that individual. That, that's not the essence of a job fair. Uh, when people go to a job fair, you announce, um, you know, you're going to have a, a job fair at any central location, you know, commonly at, at college campuses. It could be at, a, at their basketball uh, stadium or some type of convention center. But the whole point of those job fairs is to be able to personally interact with somebody having someone to be able to say, hi, my name is Tony, uh, and let me introduce myself to you uh, with the hopes of being able to show you who I am as opposed to just seeing me uh, screened uh, you know, through my resume and, and letters of reference. So we really focused our virtual job fair on, on doing that, making sure that although people were coming into Zoom, uh, they were gonna have people to greet. They were gonna be able to meet Palm Springs Unified um, employees and irrespective of not of whether or not their qualifications were um, what we were looking for or what we needed uh, we were going to treat each one of them as if they were physically here and and meet with them and so it took a lot of uh, additional planning uh, that probably went into our job fair than than we probably would have in in other times um, but it, it worked out tremendously well our, our entire HR team here uh, including our um, 
reflective coaches, and these are our uh, master teachers that provide support for new teachers here in the district, were a part of this process, and they did a lot of the meet and greet. Um, and I also was in there um, doing a lot of the hellos, uh, kind of virtual shaking hands, asking questions where people were from, just to make them feel welcomed. And uh, it was they a did. success. And they didn't leave? When <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> Despite my bad jokes, they stuck <laughs> around. Uh, the reflective coaches pulled, my, pulled us through that, that's for sure. So, how, so do you know about how many people uh, attended that virtual job fair? Yeah, it was roughly around 150. Wow. And, and how many people did we hire as a result? We didn't do a lot of hiring directly from that poll because at that particular time, uh, we were ahead of the ball game as far as knowing what we were going to have uh, and what our needs were going to be um, right. <laughs> as far as staffing. So what we did is that uh, many of our principals that, that participated also, and we did actual virtual um, interview sessions, we created a pool of candidates. And then from there, we began to do the hiring as vacancies became available. Um, and so um, for this upcoming year, we're also looking at roughly uh, another 40 to 45 uh, positions that we'll be hiring. And uh, many of those right now are have been filled. Um, it, and we're right now we're just doing the, the additional uh, resignations and retirements that are still uh, trickling through our office, uh, not at significantly high numbers, but, um, but we're, we're filling it from that, those job fair, uh, pool of job fair candidates as well. And that's because we're recording a little in advance. So by the time this airs, we will have done all our hires. So don't worry. All your uh, your kids' classes have teachers, and we're ready to roll for the 21-22 school year. So uh, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Learn Something New Every Day on KGX and KWXY, and my guest is our Assistant Superintendent of Human Resources, Dr. Tony Senior Ray. And we're talking about recruitment right now and how we um, did things a little bit differently during COVID-19 as everything, and uh, our human resources department certainly had a pivot like the rest of us and how they uh, recruited our new staff members for this coming school year. So do you think, I mean, typically or traditionally, and I know it's changed a little bit over the years where we go to New York and Illinois and I, I don't, all over the country to recruit people. We obviously didn't do that this year. Um, have we learned that we don't have to do so much of that? I think what we've learned is uh, we can we can combine uh, the two processes. So I, I think your 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 question is, is um, yeah, partially we can reduce some of those uh, long distance, um, you know, travel and, and be a little bit more accessible uh, in that manner. But there, there's still the, the human interaction and being able to uh, personally uh, connect uh, with your applicants um, it is huge. You know, we were talking earlier about the importance of, you know, the, the quality of people we have here in our department. And you can't always get that directly in out of a virtual um, setting. With that said, though, uh, one of the things that we have learned, and I and I got to be said, just like you mentioned, pivoting. Uh, had you asked me about you know a year, uh, two years ago, 
uh, would I ever consider uh, interviewing anybody virtually? I had a flat out answer and that was no. Um, and I remember, you know, we would have applicants that would, let's just say, applying from Texas and wanted to apply for a position, but couldn't make it out and say, can I do it virtually? And my answer was absolutely no, you, you need to be here. I think we can pivot on that. Uh, those are those things where we could probably find more flexibility. We can, you know, spread our net a little bit further by uh, incorporating some uh, virtual uh, interview processes and, and connecting with our, uh, giving more opportunity to more people to get the best uh, across the country. But there's still uh, an importance on that human connection, especially when we're looking to attract them to come here. Um, and I think that's that's an important piece. So I really envision a, a combination of the two uh, moving forward. Yeah, it's really true. You can't just show pictures of uh, Palm Springs or of the district mm -hmm. uh, to get the real feel of it. You really have to come. And plus, you know, while you certainly can interview people virtually, it, it's more difficult for the interviewee, I think, I mean, to um, really feel comfortable to be aware of, you know, what you're doing with your hands, what's behind you on the screen, all of that stuff that, you know, we've kind of become accustomed to and tried to trying to make people aware of that. It's still, I probably, I think it must be, I haven't done it personally to be interviewed virtually has got to be more stressful i think it, it is it is a challenge especially you know the, some of the feedback again that i've i've received from from applicants uh, you know on the pro side again accessibility and um and and also uh you know just how, how it just makes it um uh, a little more efficient again for those that may not be here local or able to, to travel for on the date of the interview uh, so accessibility is on the pro side, but on the negative side, in the in the midst of the interview, it, it really is challenging for the applicant to read the panel. Uh, and when people prefer to be reading the panel is that uh, applicants often, free, it, it is very common that they feed off of the interaction uh, that they get from the panel. Consequently, panel members too, uh, look, having okay. a better view of how the applicant is responding to questions uh, is significantly different as well, and that that element is um, not as as uh, as strong, of course, in a in a virtual setting. Right. So re recruitment and retention, of course, is is one of the biggest roles of human resources. But in addition, uh, and probably an equally important aspect is negotiations with our our uh, unions, our bargaining groups, both the teachers unions and the classified union. Um, I should say unions, because we still have two, right, for classified. Um, so, of course, you know, every year there's contract negotiations and traditionally our district has had a wonderful relationship with all of our bargaining groups and it's been very collaborative and i'm i know in my position i'm grateful for many reasons to work here but one of them is that uh since i've been here and it's been 21 years there has been very little um not contention because there is contention at times but 
there have there nobody's gone on strike there's been very few protests and when they are they're you know reasonably done and not anything that you know makes headlines across the country uh you guys work really well together is my point and during COVID-19 uh, negotiations became an even bigger deal because you had to not just do uh, standard contract negotiations, but you've had to negotiate through the pandemic and making sure that our employees are safe and that they felt confident in coming back to work. So, so tell us about that process and what, what stands out for you? Well, you know, that, that I'm glad you bring up that question, John. Uh, you know, the thing that stands out uh, the most is, I think, many of the points that you just hit on. Um, you know, the, the level of collaboration, communication, and, and trust we have between um, our staff, uh, district office personnel, uh, specifically superintendent and board, uh, with our, our labor groups. And... Um, and that really is is a collective effort on, on everybody's behalf. Uh, we, we emphasize that uh, throughout, um, you know, at, at all levels of, of maintaining that level of respect. You're, you're right. There are going to be times there's going to be a little bit of contention. That is normal. Um, it, it, we, there, we're not always going to see eye to eye on every issue. Um, that does not mean that we have to then discard uh, respect and dignity. Um, you know, we, we always maintain that it, it, irrespective of that. So when it came down to the, the pandemic uh, and, and negotiating through those issues, uh, I think that the thing that really resonated the most with me is that we, we could not go into that negotiations process with a, a single lens of what was needed um, and not carry our own personal perceptions on how to deal with the pandemic into the negotiations process. And what I mean by that is, you know, we all, all of us through the, the pandemic experience realized that we had so many people on so many opposite ends of this issue. In other words, some people that were not had zero concern about the pandemic, uh, other people that were absolutely terrified and then a wide range in between. In addition, and so therefore with that, there was many, many different perceptions as to how to stay safe and what needed to be done. And navigating through that, uh, especially with changing uh, uh, guidelines from CDPH, uh, you know, our California Department of Public Health uh, presented another layer of challenges because their guidance was frequently changing and no fault of their own. It just was such a difficult thing to go through. So I, so the key in dealing with all of that was doing a lot of listening, a lot of talking, but never taking anything personally, despite the fact that oftentimes the, the topics at hand were emotionally charged because people, again, were on completely different sides of the spectrum um you know on, on both teams and uh, so really the, the approach we took was just let's start early let's talk a lot and uh and let's let the let things settle in um you know we were we were bargaining with uh our our labor groups um i want to say it was probably within um 
guys, just to open up our distance learning, uh, we were we were starting well into uh, May, if I'm not mistaken, of 2020, uh, on or about that time. Then if we just continue from the distance learning on through the hybrid, uh, we went through so many sessions, Joan. We, if we would have, I was talking to our union president, had we just taken those, uh, all of those dates and kind of chunked them in to what we would have done, what we normally do just to work out a regular contract, um, during that time period, we probably could have uh, settled four to five uh, contracts uh, based on the of discussions we had just to deal with the distance learning and hybrid. But that I don't say that as a negative. Uh, it was really the necessity to do a lot of listening, let a lot of things flush out and not make rush decisions because there was the, the anxiety level, uh, as we all experienced, was extremely high. Emotions uh, were, were were connected to every decision, and, and we just had to go slowly. We really did. So although some people may have felt that it was a, at a glacier pace that we, we approached it, truly it was just to deal with uh, uh, the, the emotional impact that, that every decision carried. Um, and I think the timing all worked out really, really well for us because it, it brought people back. Um, we're, we're, uh, our folks are, are doing a, a been to a few sites already, and they're uh, just working with the hybrid uh, programs. They're doing a phenomenal job. Uh, staff is feeling invigorated again, working with kids. Kids are excited to be there. Again, I think the timing all, all just turned out extremely well for us. And we're, as we're recording this a little in advance of the 21-22 school year, we're confident that we will have everyone back full-time and probably with masks and maybe uh, classes might be a little bit smaller, but uh, things are looking really good and positive and we're so happy for that. And, you know, you, you brought up, um, you didn't say your name, but Karen Johnson was on the show a couple of weeks ago and we, uh, we did talk a little bit about negotiations and she, um, echoed everything that you said about the collaboration and how grateful her team uh, is and has been to the administration and the Board of Education. And she comes to almost every board meeting to thank the board for, um, for caring as much as they do and for the administrative team and the negotiations team for, uh, for how well you guys work together. So kudos to all of you on both sides and um it certainly makes my job easier not to be not to put it to a personal level but i just did um so, <laughs> uh, you well, know, it, it, everything we have done joan it has been just for you you know that. i know that thank so, you so much no problem absolutely so i how are you feeling here now that we're we're gonna um be starting up the new school year every you, you feeling good about things oh absolutely i think every single day uh I, I, I'm, we're, I'm feeling better and i don't think it's just uh reflective of how i feel i think i'm feeding off of how um uh, you know, the vibe of everyone else as well um you know i know that uh, i do sit in a leadership uh position here uh in the district but um, but we have uh, many outstanding leaders throughout the district office and even here in my department, uh, outstanding leaders in, in all of their positions. 
and uh, I feel feed off of their vibe. And uh, every day, you know, it, it, it seems to be, you know, just for example, just here in the office, uh, more and more laughter and uh, interactions. Uh, we're having more and more folks that are coming back and feeling confident to be able to have in small settings and physically distance, maintaining all protocols, but having uh, meetings uh, in person. Uh, and there's more and more of that comfort. And so each day um, as we're progressing through this, uh, I think there's that that vibe and that momentum uh, that I believe that, uh, again, the timing for our school year is going to be just right. And I agree wholeheartedly with you. And I was very excited about being able to finally, after months and months of not being able to do it, to actually come downstairs and say hello to everybody in your department because I miss them so much because they're just all wonderful people. Every single one of them, you included, Austin. <laughs> Although it was the last one you came to say hi to, but that's okay. That's all right. That's true. And I see you in Zoom at least once a week, if not twice. So I'm looking forward to actually having cabinet meetings in person too, so that I can, you know, razz you in person. So, Tony, thank you so much for everything that you do. And we are all kidding aside, grateful to have you on our team and as our assistant superintendent of human resources. Thank you, thank you. And we'll have you back in a couple of months to give us an update. Looking forward to it, Joan. And, and likewise, right back at you. You, you do a phenomenal job in, in uh, representing our district and getting our, our message out to the community. So thank you for everything that you do as well. Thanks, Tony. Our show airs each Sunday right here on KWXY and KGX. Our podcast is uploaded each by going to iTunes, look for you learn something new, press subscribe, please tell all your friends to do the same. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Jasmine and Myra. Thanks again, Tony. We'll see you next week.